Hello! Hi, everyone. Welcome to I, I have, have a Strange, a strange story, story Podcast. podcast. Um, so, this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Dia de los Muertos. Oh, <laughs> did, it, did I say it right? Yes. 100%. I did? Really? No. Oh. You're always a better at Oh, my God. You're ah. better. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. This is what we've been dealing with. This is the second time we've started this. Yes. Yeah. Gozer. There's a little dog in the house that likes to bark every time that we oh sit down to God. do something. I mean, it's I'm going to blow house. my self. I don't really know if I should make You're an act. blow yourself? I was going to say something inappropriate, but I don't think she's, I'm so... I mean, that was inappropriate, too. <laughs> okay. She's she's either going to do a line of cocaine. Okay. Right? Or, uh-huh. or get herself off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say what I usually say, but then, you know, I don't want to upset anybody. Okay. 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 I usually say I'm going to blow my brains out, but it's a joke, but it's not funny for some people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. But we oh, went Jesus. There. Anyways, um, so it's a podcast. We tell these stories. <laughs> Did you have an announcement? Yeah, I do. I have an announcement. Oh, good. Get to yeah. our announcements. So I have an announcement. This is mm-hmm. from um, the, oops. So you remember how last time we talked about uh, San slash Ian and the little house spirit? Um, so I got an update um, from our experiencer. She says that nice. she is moving out oh. of the house right now. And uh, she said that Ian is staying she says she's not really sure what's going to happen to Ian. Um, she says that um, he's kind of hanging on because his granddaughter owns the house, and he's hoping that his family is going to come back. Oh. And she's like, no, girl, they're not coming back. Wait, wait he just doesn't want to believe it. Oh, that's so, sad. It is sad. Um, but hopefully he'll make a friend with the next person, maybe. Maybe. Uh, also, side note, Lindsay, um, you can make moon water out of a jar or in a jar. With so, a lid? With a lid. So that's that kind of busts your... The way I was going to make money? I mean, unless you can remake, reinvent the jar. I'm going to do it. Okay. It's going to have a special opening for ghosts. I don't think they want ghosts in the jar. No, for I them to be able want... to drink out of it. <laughs> Is it going to have a straw? It's going to be a special straw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's all I got, girl. Um, What do you have? I swear to God, there's a dog in my lap, and he keeps doing the old kickaroo thing with me. Uh, You know how dogs do the kicking thing? Yeah, I know how that happens. I'm going to murder him. No, you're done. The show is over for you. You're out of (laughs) here. All right. He just kicked out because he keeps doing it. Um, I have an announcement. Yeah. I've been kind of keeping this to myself, but there's been another incident and I think I need to talk about it. Oh my God. Okay. So I moved to a new house and this is the first thing that happened that I thought was really weird. Okay. So I had a glass of water that was sitting on the counter in the kitchen And I'd left that glass of water and I don't know for how long I'd left it, but it was sitting there. Um, I was in the bathroom and I had the door open. Um, I don't know what I was doing, like washing my face or something. Huh? I said I had the door open. Oh, I'm sorry. To the bathroom. So the bathroom is in the hallway and it's probably, I mean, it's like what? 15 feet from the kitchen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the bathroom and then I heard like water pouring onto the floor. Like it sounded like somebody had a pitcher full of water and they held it up and they dumped the water out. Like that's what I heard. And I came out of the 
the bathroom and I was confused as to why the fuck I was hearing this noise of the water, you know, splattering on the floor. And as I came out, one of my cats was running and she stopped and she turned and she looked and she was doing like Halloween cat. Like she was freaked out. So I went in there and I saw in on the floor in front of the counter, not as if the water had dripped off the counter. It was a ways out. There was this puddle and it looked like the water had just like been dumped on the floor and splattered everywhere. And I was so confused. I even looked up at the ceiling because I was like, is there a leak? Did water pour down? Like where the fuck did this water come from? And I'm looking for where the water came from. And it took a couple seconds. I looked at the counter and I saw my glass of water that had water in it. Rebecca, the glass was turned on its side. It had a little bit of water still in it, and there was no water on the counter, and the glass was at the very back of the counter. (gasps) What? I know. And so I I looked at it, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And all I thought was my cat had to have knocked this over, and dumped out the water and then got freaked out and ran off. The weird thing was, right. That's what makes sense. The weird thing is where the water had not dripped down the side of the cabinet. There was no water on the cabinet and there was no water on the counter. And at no point did I hear the glass tip over. So it's like, (laughs) it just flew out and landed on a puddle on the floor. And then, but the glass, whenever I found it, was turned on its side at the back of the counter with a little bit of water in it. There wasn't a drop of water on the counter. That's so weird. And so, like, as I discovered it, I was standing over it, and Mom was still here, and Mom came in. She was gone, but she'd come in the back door, and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, do you see that water? And, like, I told her what happened, and she was like, I'm sure it was the cat. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it was the cat. So there's that, right? Yeah. So then a couple nights ago, um, I turned on the alarm for the house, and I told all my goddamn animals that it was time to go to bed. (laughs) So as we're getting ready for bed, they all tell me they had to go potty. So I had to go turn off the alarm. Turned off the alarm, let them out, and then I went and turned the alarm back on. And I remember, because I'm by myself, that I turned to my dog and said, we need to go turn the alarm on, (laughs) because that's (laughs) what I do now. So me and my littlest, we went and we turned on the alarm. We went to bed. The next morning, I woke up, and I have to turn the alarm off to let them out. So I went to the alarm pad, and the alarm was off. Oh, shit. So what had happened earlier that day as well which I didn't piece it together kind of until last night. What happened earlier that day is on my way home from work, I got a call from a number that I didn't recognize and I answered it. And they said that they were the security system and that the alarm for the house was going off. And did they have permission to tell the police not to go? And I was like, well, what, what triggered the alarm? And they said something inside the house triggered the alarm. They said no doors have been opened. (laughs) So the other side of that is that we know that if you have a sensor inside the house, sometimes your animals can set it off, right? Right. Well, I knew this when I moved in because I'm a fucking animal owner and I've had alarms. So when I moved in, I was like, hey, the alarm company needs to come out. They need to flip the sensor. Because if you flip the sensor, it doesn't pick up the animals. It only picks up like five feet and up or three feet and up or whatever. Something inside the house was tall enough to trigger the alarm to go off. Oh my God. So I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for all of it. Hear me out. Okay. Zoe is your biggest dog. Uh Uh-huh. What if she decided walk on her back legs like a human. <laughs> she probably could have triggered. The, I'm like looking at the alarm and where <laughs> the sensor and where it is on the wall. It's in one place in the living room. Mm-hmm. 
I still don't think she would have been tall enough to reach it. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking well, okay, weird, man. Okay, hear me okay, out. Okay, hear me I'm out. I'm listening. What if okay. a cat jumped on the counter and triggered it? No, it's too far away. Okay, I don't, I'm out of ideas. I Unless, know. Okay, hear me out. Hear me okay. out. What if one of your dogs threw the other dog up into the air? Like their cheerleaders? Plausible? Yeah. <laughs> that would have done it. So yeah. what I have done recently is I set up all my cameras inside again. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird, right? That is weird. Lindsay, you sent me a text earlier and um, you're like, I've got something to talk about. Yeah. And like, is your ghost back? And you're like, I don't know, maybe. And I sent you back a text that says, why doesn't this shit happen to me? <laughs> and I was very upset. And I was like, nah. <laughs> it's not that cool. I it's mean, I not. It. Well, yeah, I mean, the other thing is it's a little scary, too, because then, then, like, I, I sleep with my bedroom door locked because I'm a little freaked out. And then this is controversial, but, it, I mean, I also, I have a gun. Also. Mm-hmm. And I know it's controversial. But, like... Some sometimes women need guns. <laughs> There's a reason why some women seek them. And I have one. And so like I, you know, I have that re- like ready to go and it's just kind of creepy, right? Um yeah. Well, yes, it is creepy because what I, you know, I would love for everything to be paranormal, but my fear is that it is a human living in the attic coming out during the day and That like, is exactly what I think. Yeah. I think it's a human. I don't think it's a ghost. I think that they're like, it just made me, and I know that makes me sound a little psychotic, but it just makes me think that somebody's fucking with me. Honestly. Well, I hope there's nobody fucking with you. I hope there's nobody living in the fucking attic. Yeah. I mean, it's really hot up there. So if they did, they would probably die. Well, and I would catch them on camera by now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's that. We should probably get into our goddamn show. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of the show. That's I guess so. Yeah, you're right. thing, so thanks for sharing that. Um, you're welcome, so, everybody. Yeah, that's cool. Keep us updated. If you catch anything on video, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not a human. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's why I don't watch true crime is because... And that's all I fucking watch is all that mm-hmm. shit. I know. Yeah. I had to stop. Unless it's like about a serial serial killer that is long dead and gone. I'm cool with that. Okay. But if it's like, and he's at large and he might be in your house. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, my time to <laughs> taking back my time. Um, this is <laughs> my turn to go first. Mm-hmm. I was just kidding. I wasn't really taking back my time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, I've got a really cool story. I have been, um, I read this story on Reddit and I reached out to the person that had it. And I was like, can I please read your story? And I didn't hear back from this person for weeks. And I was like, God damn it. Well, another one bites the dust. And, um, but I, I just didn't stop thinking about it. And then, um, last week she was like, Hey, I meant to send this to you earlier, but I can see that I didn't. Um, but you have permission to read my story. And I was like, yeah, I was so excited about it. It's, it's, it's just incredible. It kind of brings a little tear to my eye, but anyways, here we go. Okay. So also. Um, I'm pretty toasty right now. I've had um, about half a glass of wine on an empty stomach. And whenever I pour myself a glass of wine, it's like all the way to the brim. So That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anywho, this story begins. Picture this. Summer vacation. Jersey Shore. Every year... This family goes to the Jersey Shore for their family vacation. Um, But this year, or this time that they went to the beach, there weren't a whole lot of people out. And there was maybe one other family besides hers. And her family consisted of her mom, dad, and her older sister. There were no lifeguards on duty. And there were signs on the beach 
that either said swim at your own risk or don't swim. And there was a storm on the sea and the currents were very strong. So this little girl is about 8 to 10 years old. Um, She was out there playing on the beach, having a good time. And then her mom called her and her sister and she's like, hey, get over here. Get on this blanket. I'm going to take a nap, kids, and your dad's going to watch you. And Uh-oh. he promised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch them totally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were not to move from that blanket. Mm-hmm. And in no time, her mom fell asleep. And they were just being kids and kind of playing in the sand. And then the next thing you know, about 10 minutes later, their dad was asleep. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't yeah. realize he was going to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Parents zonked out at this point. Um, so, like any other kid, she was like, fuck this. I want to go back to the beach and I want to play. So, she, she knew in her mind. She like, this is, this is what's going to happen. Mom's going to fall asleep. Dad's not gonna watch us because that's kind of what dad does is he falls asleep too so she um she just she just bided her time she was like any minute now i'm gonna get to go play on that beach and she did so after they fell asleep she snuck down to the water to swim and her sister the whole time was like stay here you're not supposed to leave the blanket you know there's always one sibling like that so that was me and you're the one going in the water yeah, totally. Okay. And uh, so off to the beach, she went. And she was a good swimmer. And she would always go out to the ocean and swim, like, where the water would go over her head. Yeah, that's you. And it's totally me. I'm I not afraid of the ocean or what's in the ocean. I'm terrified of it. I, I mean, I get you. Um, so she swam out. She went out in over her head. Um, but this time... The water was rougher. You remember there was a storm brewing out there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. So the water was rougher than normal. And um, and she saw this big wave coming. And she's like, I'm going to jump this wave because this is what you do. So she tried to jump the wave and she couldn't. The wave actually knocked her into the water. And she said whenever she was in the water, she felt a pulling like she was being dragged out to sea. And then, and she panicked. This was nothing that she had ever felt like before in her life. Like she, she swam in the ocean. She did this every single year. This was something new. She was being dragged out to the ocean. So she started swimming and she was swimming hard and she was trying to get back to the beach, but she kept on getting knocked out wave after wave after wave. And it took her further and further and further out at sea. And she was swimming hard. She was swimming for her life. So <clears throat> at a moment, she caught her breath. And she said at that moment, the biggest wave she'd ever seen was coming towards her. And she's like, okay, this time I'm not going to jump. I'm going to face the shore and I'm going to ride this wave to the beach. Um, but instead, this wave crashed into her and started spinning her in circles under the water. Oh, no. And it was spinning her and it was, and it was dragging her. And, and whenever she stopped, uh, she, whenever she finally stopped spinning, she went to get some air, but she didn't know which way was up and down. So finally she was able to ride herself. She got up, she got some air, but as soon as she got up, she got knocked down and she got hit after way hit by a wave and just got hit and hit and hit by every single wave coming. And she was dragged on the ocean floor and there was sand getting in her mouth and her legs, and she was just tumbling all over, like just getting banged up on this ocean floor. And all the while, she's just still spinning. So she's probably caught in like an undertow or something, right? Yeah. So she was running out of air, and she was panicking because she could not find the break. She could not get out of the water, and she was fighting hard, just you know, struggling not to take breath. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of dawned on her. She's like, I'm going to die. This is it. And she's like, I'm, I tried hard, but now I'm going to die. I'm just not going to survive. And involuntarily, she breathed in the salt water into her lungs. And she said the salt water filled her lungs, and it hurt so bad. And then 
after that, her body is just kind of spasming. It's just taking in breath after breath of, of this salt water. And, um, and she was throwing up water and she was taking in water and she was just struggling. And then she took one last breath and everything stopped. She said everything was silent. There was no pain. There was nothing but quiet and darkness. And she was just alone with her thoughts. And she knew, well, I'm dead now. And she knew she wasn't in her body. It was just blackness. And she says she was very calm because she felt like if she saw her body, she probably would have freaked out. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, and so she's just kind of hanging on in this blackness by herself with her thoughts. And she was, she was just thinking, well, what's next? And then... Um, and then this next part is that she had a review of her life. She said it was, it was a short review. She's only like between 8 to 10 years old. And she said that it was like reviewing all of the decisions that she's ever made in her life and all the choices that she should have and could have made. And then she saw some events where she felt like she felt really bad about some of the things that she did. Like she was mean to somebody and she was like, God, I shouldn't have been an asshole. Um, and she said it was very short. It was very brief. And now she doesn't, she doesn't remember anything that happened. Um, but the next thing she knew, she heard music and she said, this is great. She said it sounded like music from a mermaid movie. Oh, so she just had this vision of, like mermaids and it was growing louder in her in her head and she's like well I don't know if this is a good or bad thing because who knows about mermaids right like they can be aerial or they can be like sirens yeah that drag you to the bottom scene and kill you I mean only she, weird dude probably she's already dead so they like her hopefully yeah so she kind of started to panic and in her head she cried out to God and all of a sudden, she felt like she was moving and that she was moving up. And she started to see a white haze, and that's all that she could see. It was all around her. It was just a blur. And she couldn't see that she was traveling, but she just felt like it was, like she was traveling upward. And then she felt enveloped in the strongest feeling of love that she has ever felt. And she said it was so intense. Hmm. And she just assumed that God was with her. So, after all this traveling, there was a break in the haze. And she saw some people in the distance. Almost like they were standing on clouds. Um, she saw the faces. And she recognized them, thinking, Hey, you guys, I forgot all about you. <laughs> and she was like, she's, she wasn't sure how many people were there. She was thinking... Maybe five and one dog. Aww. And she was just so excited to see them. She was like, I'm with my family again. And they were so excited to see her. They were waving hello. And they were, <laughs> you know, just like smiling and like beckoning. And she was so happy. She's like, oh, I'm with my family. Um, but then all of a sudden she felt a sharp pain in her shoulder and it was, she said it was like a hot poker was speared into her shoulder and she started getting pulling, like getting pulled back. And she squinted in pain. She opened her eyes and she realized her family was getting further and further away from her. And, and she cried out, no. And, and they all stopped waving and woman, one woman shrugged. And she's like, well, I guess this isn't going to happen. And she kind of <laughs> waved goodbye. <laughs> and so um, another tug happened. And she begged whoever is tugging her, please let me go. I want to be with my family. She said, I didn't like my family on earth. And I wanted to go back with my real family in heaven. Oh, my. I know. So the next thing she knows... Somebody's holding her up, like, under her arms and kind of, like, sets her on the sand. Mm -hmm. uh, she's about, 
her knees are probably um, about uh, the height of the water. And they just set her on the sand, on the water, on, not on the water, on the, the floor. And she drops to her knees. She's so weak at this point. And she kind of rolls forward and she vomits and she coughs. And then this person picks her up again and just sets her on her feet really hard again. And she, she's having problem with her vision because her, her, her eyes are filled with sand from being yeah. dragged across the, the bottom of the ocean. But she looks around her and she sees a man and she says he has a white beard and he's in a white linen suit. Um, she leans forward. He falls. She falls again and he does the same thing. He picks her up and he sets her down. Um, and so she's kind of on her knees at this point. Um, and she looks back around her and nobody's there. And nobody is actually in any range or any proximity close to her. Oh. And her vision is so blurred. She, she's having a really hard time seeing anything, but she is able to find her family. And she gets back to her family on her own. Um, her parents are still asleep. <laughs> and she starts yelling and screaming to them. And she's just like, how dare you fall asleep? I almost died. I can't see. I'm, you know, she's traumatized. Yeah. And her mom like jolts awake and she sees that her daughter is just, she's covered in scrapes and she's bleeding and she's covered in seaweed. And, um, I, I left most of this part out, but I'll, I'll put some of it in just to, to kind of show what happens, you know, later in life. Um, but, um, her mom gets angry at her for yelling at her and she snatches her up and she takes her back to the hotel and she's, she yells her at her for yelling at her and just, you know, makes, makes kind of a, a big deal out of it. And does doesn't she, sound like, did her mom realize that she almost drowned? It sounds like she does. Hmm. She did. And, and this person begged her mom to take her to the hospital. Like she can't see. She's got sand in her nose and her eyes and her ears and every orifice of her body. And she's uncomfortable. She's bleeding. She's in pain. And her mom's like, I don't want anybody to know that we fell asleep. And so she said that for the next three days, she, she was passed out. Like she didn't want to get out of bed. She was sore. She tried to, to rinse all the, the, um, the sand out of her eyes in the shower. Yeah. And she said that she got eye infections after that. I imagine she scraped her cornea. Yeah. So I'm so, and she said her mom had some leftover, like, pink eye medication that she let her use. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It's, that part's really sad. Um, it's, it's terrible. It's, um, but anyways, so she... She kind of reflected back on this whenever she was a kid. She, she just remembered she was really fucking angry at that man who pulled her out of the ocean. She was angry at him, and she was angry, like, why didn't he take her to her parents? Yeah. Why did he just leave her there on the beach? Um, and then she was thinking, like, she couldn't remember who the people were in heaven. Um, she can't even remember what they look like now. Hmm. Um, and then she also just mentions that this wasn't a story that she could share to anyone. She couldn't even share it to her parents. It wasn't until later in life that she was able to, to talk about it and realize that this wasn't a normal thing. And yeah, yeah. It's very similar to a lot of the near death experiences that we've read about how people are just so overjoyed and they're so happy and they don't want to come yeah. back. Yeah, it, it, I, I thought about the same thing, too. It's just like they're so, they just feel so, so loved and close yeah. to somebody that they're like, don't, don't take me back there where I'm just a sack of blood and tissue and bones. <laughs> Rebecca! I know. It's getting deep here. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah, it's, it's, God, that story is so good. Like, I've. I've just been thinking about it ever since, ever since I read it. And I mean, I'm not a religious person, mm -hmm. 
Um, but it is nice to think that if anything happened to to me or whenever we die, I mean, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can live forever. No. But wouldn't that be cool if um, we do have another, we have an afterlife and there's a fucking dog waiting for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she had a dog. Do you know? Uh, she didn't mention it. Um, and, and she didn't recognize anybody that was up there. Hmm. So I don't know if this was a dog or, if, you know, from her past life or from a previous past life or, or, or where this, this animal came from. So interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, I think the way she described being tumbled underwater and drug on the sand, I think we can all relate to that. Cause I think that happened to all of us at the beach. I think so too. Yeah. It still happens to me as an adult, man. It's painful. We used to go to South Padre Island every year um, for a while whenever we were young adults. Yeah. And um, I think that one time we didn't go to South Padre Island. We went to Corpus Christi or Galveston. And, like, it was super fucking windy. And we were just getting pelted with sand. (laughs) (laughs) And then we would try to get in the beach to, like... (sighs) to get away from the sand and the beat and the water was all filled with sand and it was crushing up against us too. That was a terrible time. I don't remember that. Is that the time oh, that yeah. there is the car bike thing? Maybe. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Man, fuck the, <laughs> fuck the beach. Fuck the beach. Thank you for letting us share your story. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I got. I have a story. Oh, about do you doppelgangers? Yes. And I know before I was like, that sounds fun. But then after I read this story, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> after I read this story, and then I was like, oh, there's like, you know information about doppelgangers and like what they mean and i was like nope i don't want to see a doppelganger nope fucking done (laughs) so um my story is actually everybody it's anonymous oh and don't even try to ask me about this person or where i got it Lindsay, huh where did you get it don't even try who is this person no i'm protecting it with my life dang girl i know it's going to my grave but I will tell you it's a man. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this really. story is, um, so it takes, it, it's retelling something that happened about three weeks ago to this person. So this person is living with his girlfriend and his brother. They're staying in a house that has been in the family for a while. The house was built in the 50s. Um, which, you know, I think when we were kids and we would have said the house was built in the fifties would have been like, meh, but now it's like, I guess that's old man. Yeah. That's old. Yeah. So they're built, they're living in this house that was built in the fifties. It's been in the family. Um, and I guess his great, great, great grandmother lived in the house. It's a lot of, it's a yeah, lot it's of, a lot of greats. I know. Yeah. Um, so what, this is how the story happens. The first thing that happened to him, he came home from work one day and he saw his girlfriend. She was laying on the couch. She appeared very exhausted. Um, and as he came in, he looked up, um, his brother was upstairs. He was playing video games. He said hi to both of them. And then this is real sweet. He went to the kitchen to make a snack for his girlfriend I know. I know. I hope it was cheese and fruit and crackers. Oh, or a grilled cheese sandwich. That's sweet. I know. So it took him about 10 minutes to get the snack ready. Thoughtful. Super sweet. So as he's in the kitchen and getting the snack ready, his girlfriend walks in the front door and greets them loudly. (laughs) So he stared at her and he was like, dude, stop. Like, stop joking. And she was like, what are you talking about? She was like, listen, I had a bad day, bad day at work. Like, I don't want to fuck around. Like, quit fucking around. And he was like, no, girl. He was like, listen, when I came home from work, you were already here. You were on the couch and you were exhausted. Um, 
And she kind of laughed it off. And then he laughed it off and he was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just real sleepy. I'm real tired. That's what it is. I'm sleep deprived. So like an adult, he made up an excuse for why something happened. That seemed paranormal, right? Yeah. Okay. Following Monday. So he, he doesn't work very far from the house. So he went home during his lunch break. Okay. So he comes in. He looks up the stairwell. His brother is at the top of the stairwell staring at him. So he waved at his brother. He went to the kitchen. And as he was making his meal, he remembered that his brother was actually at school (laughs) and was not at home. So he searched all the rooms um, and he couldn't find his brother anywhere. Um, So again, he was like, you know what? I just must be real tired if this is happening to me again. (laughs) Okay, so fast forward a few days later, he got off of work, he came home, oh, no, 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 he didn't get off work, I'm sorry, he never went to work that day, so he's in his room, it's a holiday that he has off, Um, so his brother obviously has it off because school is out, Um, so he is in his room playing video games, and then... um, his brother was, and then he was in his bedroom and then he clearly heard his girlfriend calling him. So he went downstairs, he heard her in the kitchen. So he went to check in the kitchen and nobody was there. So he looked around, couldn't find her. Well, to find out she'd actually gone to work cause she didn't get that holiday off and she'd been gone for two hours. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So one, the next day, there's more? Yes. Oh, my God. The next day, he came home from work. And when he came in, his girlfriend was standing at the top of the stairs staring at him. He looked up at her, and they locked eyes. And he said they stared at each other for, like, 10 seconds. But it felt like a, you know, goddamn eternity. Or maybe it felt like a few minutes. But either way, it was a long time. And then she didn't say anything. She just turned around and she walked towards their room. So he called for her and she didn't respond. So he went up to the bedroom. She wasn't there. And he looked in all the other rooms. She wasn't there. His brother came home. He helped him. They couldn't find her. She came home about an hour after that. Okay, so at this point, he decided that he was going to tell his girlfriend everything that had been happening. And um, her first reaction was that he needed to see a doctor. She was concerned for him. So he did. He went to the doctor. He had an appointment, and they didn't find anything that would explain why he would be seeing or hallucinating or having delusions. Like, there was no explanation for it. The doctor said, maybe you're just real tired. Okay, Doc. Yeah, so that's what they chalked it up up to. So then a couple days later, this is the last thing. He was cooking a meal in the kitchen. His girlfriend walked into the kitchen, and when she saw him, he said that she just went pale. And she looked at him, and she explained she had just seen him in the stairwell. So the way the house is set up, there's only one stairwell, and the stairwell leads to a, a hallway, And the hallway goes to the kitchen. So she had been coming down the stairs and he was on the stairwell with her. And whenever she walked into the kitchen, she saw him there cooking. And his brother wasn't there? Um, It doesn't say if the brother was there or not. But it was him that she saw. Yeah. Um, So he said that all these things have continued to happen. That he's called a priest and he has asked the priest to bless the house and that nothing has changed. And now his brother has come forward and he has seen both him and his girlfriend at times in the house whenever they weren't there. Holy shit. And so, of course, he's concerned and he's scared. So, like, that's that's all that he shared about what he was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so I looked a little bit into doppelgangers um, and the term is a German tor- term that means like double goer. I think you've talked a little bit about that. Yeah. And yeah. it basically is, um, like a ghostly counterpart of a living person. 
And, you know, some research shows that everybody has a fucking doppelganger. Like some research says that there are not enough genetics to go around that you have to have a fucking walking matching image of yourself somewhere. Did you know that? Well, I've seen mine. She lives in Colorado. She's a lot younger than me. <laughs> That's weird. I'm not even joking. I've well, no, her. I know. You've talked about her. Mm-hmm. And so because of this, I was like, well, I want to find my doppelganger. So today I did this, this website thing. It's like something twins and it's free. Twinster? And you like put your picture in and then they show you your twin. And I was like, I found my twin. And then you were like, she doesn't look like you. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she looked like me. I thought it was my twin. I was like, I found her. I no? think... So here's the thing is okay. that whenever you're looking face on to uh-huh. s- at somebody, you have a lot of similar features like everybody does. Yeah. It's okay. True. So like um, the distance between your eyes from your, from your, the middle of your eye to the edge of your mouth. Um, these are all similar features that everybody has. Um, however, if you, I think that it should be by a profile and a straight on picture. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because straight on, you can't tell that you have any. Um, you can't tell if you have a ridge in your forehead or um, uh, a, a sloped nose or a curved nose or anything like that. Like that makes sense. Yeah, you can't like you just see somebody straight on. The person that I saw that was my doppelganger that I felt like looked just like me, I saw her profile and her, I have a very distinct, like large, big ass nose. Oh God. um, And then I also have um, like small lips and I feel like prominent kind of cheekbones in a way. We both, we both kind of have prominent cheekbones. Yeah, kind of prominent cheekbones. And the way that this girl stood and the way that she talked, her mannerisms looked a lot like me. Like whenever she was talking, she kind of moved her head. I don't know. I, I but this, this was a real person. It was a real young person. Yeah. Okay. A real live person. This was not a ghostly image. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's so confused about because so many of the images looked, it was so clear to him that it was his, his brother or his girlfriend. He said that they weren't ghostly at all. But when it comes, okay, so like doppelgangers have a long standing in our history. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Greek mythology that talks about them. The Egyptians talked about it. There's, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Norse folklore. Native Americans talk about it. Like mm-hmm. everyone talks about it. But what they say about doppelgangers, this is what they, this is what they say. Mm-hmm. is that if you see your friend's doppelganger, it's a sign of like an impeding illness or bad luck. Uh-huh. And then if you see your own, um, usually they're going to like mislead you <laughs> or they're going to tell you something that's harmful. They're basically like the evil twin scenario. They're right. going to do something to like ruin everything for you or maybe, you know, get you killed, get you hurt, get you in trouble or whatever. The weird thing about doppelgangers is that you can't, they don't have a reflection or a shadow. Okay. So that's the difference with doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Usually. So, if, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I just want to ask a question about this. So uh-huh. a, a traditional doppelganger that you're talking about then uh-huh. is, is more of probably in the spirit, spirit realm, like some sort of demon or ghost or spirit. It's not a physical right. being. Yeah. This and, is more okay. the spiritual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see your own, it's usually an omen of death. Okay. Is what a lot of research says. So there was one person who's famous and it's documented. I don't know if it's true, but apparently fucking honest Abe Lincoln (laughs) saw his doppelganger and his wife said that she didn't think he was going to live through his um, second term because of it. Yeah. He had a dream about his death. Did he really? He did. He did dreamt of his death and um hmm. he is the most uh seen ghost haunting the white house well you know the other thing just to add about a Lincoln is that his wife mary was physically abusive to him did you know that 
Yeah, she's, um, when I studied, I don't remember what I studied. I think it was family something, but we did a, a we studied domestic violence and 50% of the time women hit first, 50% of the time men hit first. So it's split down the middle. It's interesting. Okay. Um, hmm. But we pulled Abe Lincoln and his wife in because she was very physically abusive towards Abe Lincoln. That's interesting. I know. But anyways. That's a really, that's, I, mean, I mean, that is kind of a really interesting study because I wonder why people hit one another. Is it for defense or is it for... You're right. That's a good question to ask too, is you Mm -hmm. don't know why they hit first, but the study just shows the first person to hit, it goes 50, 50. Interesting. But you're right. You don't, you don't know what led it to that. That's a great Mm -hmm. question to ask. Um, so the only other thing I was going to add that's kind of cool is that in Scotland, they kind of have a thing with doppelgangers. So there's these fairy like creatures that allegedly lived in Scotland called Mm -hmm. trows or trows. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So they would give birth to really sickly like children. Mm -hmm. So what they would do is they would still women's healthy babies and they would replace them with their own little deathly babies. Oh, a changeling. Yeah. They're known as changelings. Um, and usually they're who they would, you know, the changeling looked exactly like their kids. So they didn't know. Yeah. That's interesting. So women were always protected in Scotland. They kind of, um, I feel like they kind of use that against people too, is that if people were acting strange or if they were sick or if they were, they just didn't like them, they're like, you're, you're changeling. changeling. You're it's a witch. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's witch trials all over again. All, I mean, they just keep on coming. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I've got. Um, so I thought that maybe, so I, I talked a little bit to this guy mm-hmm. and I said, maybe if we talk about it on the podcast, people may have suggestions for what's going on in his home. So yeah. if anybody has any information they want to share, a lot of people, um, from what I understand have just told him to leave the house, which, you know, I think I would too. <laughs> I mean, that can be hard. I mean, no, you're right. You I mean, you don't know everybody's circumstances. It may be too hard to leave. It yeah. sounds like this may be a place that's uh, relatively low cost since it's mm-hmm. been in the family so long. Yeah. I mean, I fucking get it. So when, I mean, he's already started. He's called a priest. That didn't yeah. help. You can try saging. Uh-huh. Um, you can try, um, you know telling the, the the being to get out um you got to make sure while you're saging to say you have to leave <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and what you do is you focus a lot you need to get the corners of mm-hmm. every fucking room you need to open every door and you need to go into every like nook and cranny so you start at one end of the house and you go into every corner and then you know you go through the middle of the room and then you even get closets and pantries and all that shit. You don't Any have to place. get inside cabinets, but yeah. yeah. Anything Any that has a door. Yeah. yeah. Get in there and ask it to leave. Yeah. And be um, firm about it. Tell them they're not welcome, that they have to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that hanging witch balls helps. And usually a witch ball has like um, a crystal and usually um, like some herbs or some um, dried flowers and shit. I don't know a whole lot about it, but that is supposed to help, um, repel evil spirits as well. Um, yeah. You could also tell it that you're a manager and you would like to speak to the manager. Exactly. (laughs) Puff up your hair in the back, just the back. Put on your sunglasses that are really big and say, I want to speak to your manager. And then when you're inside, just flip those sunglasses up so they sit on your head and leave them there like they're a part of, you know, your everyday dress. Of course. And say, I want to speak to your manager. And and do your neck like that, like you just did. I want to speak to your manager. And maybe a Starbucks in one hand would also work. And if oh, you're yeah. white, if you're white, you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get a white blonde haired woman to do it 
That might be even better. If you're in Texas, I may just come and do this for you. Number one, I'm a manager. <laughs> number two, I got the haircut. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And number and you three, probably have the sunglasses. And I know how to sage. I got yeah. it all. She's done it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm There's, here for you, bro. There are um there there are like uh services that you can seek out to kind of the metaphysical stuff. There's there's something called diamond dowsing that I didn't know was a thing until recently. And that's where um, somebody who has this special skill can hone into a, a portal that's open above your home and oh. get some unwelcome shit out. Yeah. Like, I think that that would be um, really cool to find out what's going on in, in some area. But um I don't want to know either. Hell no, dude. I don't want to do that shit. No, it's all right. But these people, this person knows there's something happening in his house. And I mean, if that might be worth it rather than to move, if they can just help get these thingies out. So I agree. Yeah, that's cool. Well, my my earphones keep on going in and out and it's driving me goddamn crazy. I just took mine off. I was like, fuck it. Oh my gosh, she's naked on her ears. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I mean, I think that's it for this show. If, I think we did it. Yeah, if anybody would like to submit a story for us to read, please do so by sending it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and we would be happy to read it for you. Yeah, and uh, subscribe, rate, review. Um, tell us... Uh, Tell us, tell about us. What am I trying to say? Talk about us to your friends. <laughs> okay, yeah, talk about us to your friends. Yeah, um, and uh, rate, re- review, subscribe. It's this glass of wine. It's almost empty. Oh, um, okay. Take a picture of that review. Send it to us in an email with your physical address, and we will mail you some stickers. Um, if you'd like to send us something physical, like your story or anything weird, Lindsay's still looking for hair. Send it to. <laughs> P.O. Box 2292 Georgetown G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N Texas 78627 So our friend Charlie found a lamp for you What? Yeah, he found a lamp that you're going to hang all your hairs on once you get all your hairs Where did he find that lamp? I don't know, but it was great Thanks, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. Also, if you give us a story, we'll give you some stickers. Yeah, just send us your address and we'll mail you some stickers, too. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to get rid of the ones that I have so that we can make some more. (gasps) That's exciting. With just Wilson on them. With just a cat with Mm -hmm. a banana peel on his hat. And a trash can. And a trash can. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's it. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.